Hello and welcome to the Fifth Trooper Network Holiday Spectacular, starring the Notorious Scoundrels. We have Orchimedes, Dash, and Endless. Also starring the Fifth Trooper Podcast with Evan Bullris and I'm Jay Shalansky. Welcome to the Holiday Special. Hello, boys. What's going on? Hi. Hey, what's up? Wow, music and everything. We're really classing it up. Right. Dang, that, uh, was that pre-recorded? No, I did that live, homie. <laughs> live. Typing out. Whoa. You got like bells. <laughs> there is no end to your talents, Mr. Shalansky. That's right. I don't mess around. <laughs> so for everybody out there listening, this is uh this is our holiday special. So we're gonna be uh off. So we're pre-recording this special. So a little little peek behind the curtain there. We're not doing this if anywhere near Christmas. So take that podcast land. I don't know. My Christmas tree's up. It's Christmas. We're good. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking uh, a Christmas ale. I think my that advent calendar is hung on the wall. <laughs> So none of you know if that's real out there, though. So take that. Got him. So all right, boys, let's 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 get let's dive in. What, what are we diving doing? in? Well, I'm going to give you a topic. Are you ready? ready? Did you fill the pool? Did you fill the <laughs> pool before we dive off the diving board? No, no. I thought I'd make this really interesting. <laughs> all right, I'm in. <laughs> so I guess uh, first off is um, we're entering. We'll be. Within uh, we'll be in the second week of the team league, the Yavin team league, right? Endless. Woo! Yes, round two is officially begun after a false start because someone didn't report their last result on time. Was but anybody it's in officially here? Up. No, it was no one in here. We're all good. You were all you were all good. You're all getting presents. None of you are getting coal. I was gonna say because I, I might be the captain of my team, but I definitely re- didn't report any of my games. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I took care of it. Don't worry. Okay. Sweet. I, yeah. It's so much easier for me to actually report on challenge than explain anything. The interface is a little bit crazy just with the way the scoring works. I have to like make three separate sets and score each one individually rather than a captain just logging in and going, oh, we won 3-0 and just reporting one score, which is why it's all screwy like that. But everything's quick, everything's cool and uh, we're all fixed now. And round two is live. Everything's, everything's fine here. Yeah, we're all fine <laughs> here. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I've been, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I know we're going to probably talk about this on our separate cast, but I just uh, been hearing a lot of good things. So it seems like everybody's been having fun. So I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, other than the losing part, uh, it's been great. <laughs> yeah, we're not oh, yes. going to sit around this week. We're coming for you. I'm, I'm you sure we're going to talk about this. You hear that, bees? <laughs> we're coming for you. You're on my naughty list. Yeah, so if you were listening to our either of our podcasts because you thought we were winners, you were wrong. <laughs> you were very wrong. Uh, I'm not sure well, why, you would, why you would coal. listen to, to Jay's podcast if we thought he was a winner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's coming along nicely. Um, you know, so I guess to stick in the holiday spirit here, the one thing I wanted to talk about is um, just purely speculative. What kind of units, you know, would you be really wanting to have, you know, either within the two army sets that factions we have now or the two potential factions in the future? And I'll start with Endless. What do you, anything? So hold up, before we start, I want to qualify your question because it's a little ambiguous and unclear. When you say units, (laughs) do you mean like multi-model units or are we talking characters or both? 
everything. You want. I left it ambiguous on purpose, man. Okay, I just wanted to check. Just wanted to check. Great, and, endless. And this Take is away, how man. Dash. This is how Dash derails the whole podcast. <laughs> well, um, okay. So I'm going to preface this with saying that my house normally celebrates Life Day. Oh, so we have Wookies. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have Wookies now. I know where. I think y'all know where I'm going with this. Please don't tell I, me you're gonna say anything about the Christmas. One hundred percent. I'm gonna say Ewoks. Ewoks. I genuinely, if they're gonna give you B1 battle droids, I want to see Ewoks in Legion. I'm sorry, and like it doesn't have to be anything extreme. You don't have to put the glider in there and say it, it can compete with you know the the hot piece of technology called the T47. Although actually, if you Given the state of the T-47 now, it might actually be comparable to an Ewok glider in terms of effectiveness. I mean, if the Ewok glider is correctly costed. Um, that that said, that said, uh, I I know a lot of people in my life, and especially my wife, who would totally play the game if there were Ewoks. Like, if she could play Leia commanding Wookiees and Ewoks, like, that would be like, she would just be in heaven, in, like, Star Wars heaven. So, oh, man. I, I want to see Ewoks as, like, a swarm unit with, like, low courage unless there's like you know the ewok chief nearby and they have to be within a certain dis like like an even smaller command radius you know otherwise they panic <laughs> or or if they ever if they ever put you know c-3po in this game they'd have a special interaction with with them but i, I have no idea anyway dude i would love that god king yeah i would man i would love uh to grief somebody just with ewoks and just to make them angry that ewoks like are beating them I don't want to be this person, but I am this person. Like, if there is a, a tiered list of the steps needed for me to, like, walk away from this game, that's, like, step one. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people who share your opinion, Dash. I'm, I'm sad. I mean, like, definitely. Like, that's not all it would take, but it's it's definitely step one. Dash, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior 3PO? <laughs> no. I don't. All right, Dash, what do you uh, what about you? Man, so uh when I originally saw Legion, the list I wanted to play was actually a rebel list. Um I want to play um Ahsoka and Leia feel like just commanding a bunch of rebel troopers and I uh I don't know. They're, they're like they're just the most like badass female characters in like all of Star Wars, and I just like want to play them in a tournament list and just bash people over the face with it. And I think it would be really awesome and cool. So I'm gonna say Ahsoka Tano is my Christmas ask. I think that would be cool. I think that would be reasonable with the the Clone Wars stuff. It's like. So my so you know we've talked about this too. Like I think Evan, like you were looking forward to like groups of like Jedi, right? Like a unit just with Jedi. Yeah, it's it. like an army that may have eight models, but they have eight activations because all the units are like Padawan Jedi or something like that. Yeah, and so I think I think with Clone Wars, I think I think Ahsoka is definitely plausible. Yeah, I I'm hoping that we get like the the Fulcrum variant if you will maybe maybe she's like an operative or something um if you haven't seen rebels you should go watch it um but uh yeah i i think that like a clone wars ahsoka totally cool but i really want to be able to play ahsoka and leia in the same army um, i think that that would be really dope now do you think with uh with her being in in rebels like she could even be because she could even be part of the current factions i would think right yeah, that's that's kind of my hope. I I don't think that there's, um, 
like if I don't know. I, I think I would probably take the operative route as opposed to the commander route, but that uh, I don't know. She doesn't feel very commandery to me. She feels you know, unless I'm misremembering, I don't know if her role in the Galactic Civil War era was that great. Like well, I don't want to give away any thing. rebel spoilers. You know, go ahead. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I th- I think it's kind of like a. If they do it, it's kind of like probably more fan servicey than should actually happen. But we'll see. All right. So, uh, all right, Evan, you're up. What are you What are you looking forward to? So, in uh, in honor of Resistance and FOs being released in X Wing, uh, I would love a first armor, uh, first order army, with uh, you even have the three archetypes of the commanders. You've got Hux as the uh, like general support guy, you've got Kylo as the Jedi kind of guy, and you've got uh, uh, Phasma as like your your tough beat 'em up commander. Uh, and being able to play, they have like flame troopers too. They have all sorts of stuff. I'd love to see just first order come out. In the event you were tired of painting white, here's some stormtroopers, some clone troopers, and some first order troopers too. <laughs> hey, hey, it's what we it's what we signed up for, right? Hey, I've been sitting here painting my stupid like cloth rebel troopers, and I'm like, man, I wish I could just spray these guys white with an airbrush and call it a day. You will pray for the days of the white stormtrooper armor. You, you say that, but painting white is like hell on earth. I hate uh, painting my fleet trooper helmets. Oh my god. You also assume I paint them, so uh, you're one step ahead of me. That's fair. Dude, you just—it's just spray paint. You just spray paint them all white, fill in the black, move on with your life. It's real uh, easy. So testers paint has spray paint, right? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> All right, Orc, what are you uh what are you looking forward to? Um I got this great idea for a new unit. It's called the um it costs 145 points and it's called the T forty seven airspeeder. <laughs> yes. The only thing Orc wants for Christmas is a, a heavy support choice that's reasonably cost. All right. <laughs> I mean, the rebels basically don't have one unless you're taking like something ridiculous now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think you know, rebels are fine generally. Like, clearly, the factions are still pretty balanced. But uh, I mean, like when I I was so excited about that thing, it was the first model I painted. Um, it looks your I, yours is painted very well too. Yeah, it was super fun to paint. And I put it on the table, and it was just terrible. Um, <laughs> like I, I, that between that and like some of the um, exhaust weapons, you know, I, personally, I would like to see them make some of the underutilized stuff um, more viable before they start getting all crazy with like new units and factions and stuff. But um, you know, I guess they can't sell models that way. So, where is General Raiken in all of this madness? God. Please say his name right. It's Riken. Riken? Okay, fine. You said Riken. I don't know, man. Riken? I don't know. Riken? This is Star Trek. Riker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not Star Trek. That's true. Hey, guys, it's all Jonathan. I'll just say Jonathan Frakes, and you'll know who I'm talking about. That's what I'll say. Jay, Jay, yeah. what do you want for Christmas? I okay, so I am I am gonna go hard into the droid army. I already know, I don't even care what's it what else is in it. Um, and I really would love one of those droid transports that just drops like forty droids. You know, I don't know why. I think it would be amazing, and just have that be my whole army. You mean the really wide one with like the giant wings? That one? 
Yeah, or... and it just like and they they come out the side of the ship and they just oh, drop yeah. the droids down. Like I would love that. Uh, so you're talking you're talking like the red hovercraft type deal that's like sits low to the ground, not oh, the wing that things that fly in and like drop the hover. Yeah, the ones that look almost like almost like tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I the MTT or whatever it's called, something like that. I don't play Battlefront. But I'm sure if you do play Battlefront, you know exactly what that what that is because they have that in that game. I know that at least. Yeah. Because like I was thinking about it, like it could almost be like a uh, like where you're dropping you're dropping the troops throughout the battlefield. So you just drive this thing around, and then you can you know every round you can drop a new troop somewhere as you're driving it through. I think that would be crazy. So you're like moving it around, and it just spits out battle droids. Yeah. I think yeah. This is something that I've been thinking about for like a while now. Um, but like, you know, like you go to like Warhammer 40k and they've got units that can like spawn other units. And I think that that might break Legion, but it would be like really cool if like a tank like that could like just spawn like a unit that like you didn't pay for or like you did pay for, but it was like part of, I don't know. Well, you could do what they do in 40k, do that like uh, you pay a pool of points yeah. and then you choose out of those points what you want to summon. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to pay for just battle droids. You could pay for a heavy battle droid or one of the roller droids or something like that. Well, like I was even thinking, you know, you could even treat it like rapid reinforcements, right? So you just specify like the droid units that would be in the armored vehicle. And as it drives around, you just deploy. Yeah, that would be cool. Anyway, so that's so that's mine. Um, all right, so let's let's. Here's a good question. So overall, what do you think uh, that the next year, twenty nineteen? You know what what could make it better than twenty eighteen in Legion? Pick me, pick me, so pick you, me, pick me. All right, go ahead, Dash. You're up. Great. I want like actual store qualifying events for organized play. That would be great. That's really all I want. Um, is uh, like just organized play that feels cohesive, put together, and makes sense. You mean you don't um, like traveling across the country for maximum firepower? I actually, I, <laughs> I'm probably one of the few people that it was like, woohoo, like let's do that all the time. Like I'm going to LVO, I'm going to Adepticon, I'm going to all the things. I'm considering flying out to England for um, the one that, uh, that like Ellis and everybody is putting together, like I'm all about that. But I also would just like to see some like local organized play that feeds into these larger events, so that uh, it's like I feel like we've got a community of like I don't know somewhere between forty and eighty people, depending on the month, that is like very dedicated into talking about these events, organizing these events, and playing in these events. But I feel like we're losing out on getting new blood into the conversation. And I think that where you start is these, you know, they do it for Armada, they do it for X-Wing, these store events that feed into the larger ones. And I just think it's incredibly important, and we don't have it right now. So do me a favor. For for people out there who, who don't understand what you mean or maybe don't play some of the other games, how, how do you envision that working? Yeah, so... Um, I mean, I envisioned it working the way that they said that it would be working. Uh, there's a great article on the FFG site um, that talks about... What's the name of these? Uh, there's a name for these events that I'm talking about. Rally um, Point Qualifiers? Rally Point Qualifiers. Rally point qualifiers. So, there's, so there's the High Command Invitational, 
which is what the maximum firepower is feed into. The rally point qualifiers are your local store tournaments. They're like essentially like a 20 person event. Your store holds it. Uh, they have to like apply to FFG and be nominated, like get accepted. But they hold one yearly, and it's probably sometime in the summer. <clears throat> and you show up, and a certain number of invites are given out. They do this for X Wing and Armada for like, uh, you know, if you if you win like your Armada store championship, you get an invite to nationals. I think like a buy. Um, and I, I believe X Wing does something very similar, though. Don't quote me on that. I ha I don't play competitive X Wing. Um, I do play competitive Armada, but um, yeah, it just we kind of missed the boat this year, and I think that that was probably because they were setting up organized play for Legion. But I really, really, really want 2019 to make sure that that kind of comes in full swing and full cycle because we thought we were going to get them this year. Yeah. All right, Orchimedes, what do you got? Um, I would love to see like some more uh, direct community engagement from FFG. Um, you know, like even just like on the FFG page, you don't really see articles besides like here's the next thing that you can buy. Um, it's it's kind of funny that you know GW used to be like the company of uh, where their business model was shut up and buy our stuff, um, and now they're sort of like the master class of community engagement. Um, and I'd love to see something like that from FFG where they have like a community team that puts out hobby videos, you know, and tactics articles and interacts with um, players. And, you know, you have more of like a direct feedback loop. Um, I, like the it's it's funny because the the games, you know, and in this case, specifically the game of Legion, like it's an amazing game. It's one of the best miniatures I've, games I've seen or played, mechanically speaking. Um, but I feel like that, that community engagement is just really lacking. It's, you know, it's bad when like the most engagement you get and Luke and Alex are both great about this. Like they actually interact directly with, you know, Luke is on the discord, like answering rules questions and Alex is answering emails and stuff, but you know, like they're the guys that are designing the game. Like, why isn't there a community team that FFG has doing that sort of thing? Yeah, I would agree with that. And it, I, I, I think I saw a video the other day for like Keyforge, right? The team that created Keyforge did like a video, and I was just like, man, I wish we had more stuff like that for Legion, you know, along those lines. Yeah, yeah, and I think. Go for sorry, it. God. I think it is getting better, but um, you know, it's it's kind of like at the moment, it's still mostly just the, you know, the articles and the communications you see are here's here's the next product, basically. So it'd be, yeah. it'd be nice to see more than that. Like this is this is a hobby. Um, Legion is, and it, you know, it's it's as much about the community as it is about the actual products between the. Between yeah, and I the, guess they they tried to do that, right? Because didn't they do that one article with Freeman about because uh, he got them the what was that because of the maximum qualifier, right? So they I guess they did that a little bit, but then I, yeah, kind of, yeah. I thought it was great that they did that. Um, I would like to see them party partnering with community like it i think it's pretty clear to me that it is either not within their budget to do what we're asking or it's not within like their oversight to do what we're asking and i think that it would be very easy to partner with community members to make this happen 
like it would not be that difficult to be like hey hey nick freeman you know hey hey orchimedes like write us an article once a month and we'll post it on the website that's like about legion write whatever you want or or we'll give you a topic or whatever and um you know i mean for for the people that are writing it that might not be as much community engagement directly from ffg but it would at least i think um i don't know give a little bit more of an appearance that they're trying to do things like that yeah they used to do that with x-wing like uh paul heaver put an article they used to do hover one worlds would put an article they used to do the um like what can you what's the cheapest you can buy into a competitive list yeah kind of stuff i remember that and then uh, that kind of i haven't seen one of those articles in better part of a year now yeah i mean and who knows maybe like they just like weren't getting the response they wanted i i know that they did it for armada and like everybody on the forums like rejoiced for a week before going back to shit talking and everything because they never get releases um but you got your super battle destroyer, okay? Like you, you got enough super battle <laughs> destroyer. Whoa. As someone who played like competitive X Wing for a while, like Paul's articles were some of the best ones, and I, I, I don't know if my approach is is unique, but you know, I think when you look to do well at a game, you're trying to find role models, yeah. and you're looking to the community for the for someone to sort of model your. I guess your X-wing education on, <laughs> if I could be so bold as to say that. So like, it was yeah. so nice to like watch Paul on streams, to read Paul's articles, to see how he thought, and try to just at least at the beginning like emulate, you know, some of the most fundamental aspects of what made a good player. And I think that that there's a pipeline there that's, you know, used to function that doesn't function anymore between like the people that win events and the um, you know, article publication. Now, now that said, I'll just say there's a caveat. The guy that won the Destiny, um, one of the Destiny worlds, did an article. So they they do engage with some games, not all the games. And Legion hasn't had a worlds yet, so we might see that after after Worlds comes for Legion. But I, I do agree that that's kind of missing there and hasn't been active in a while, at least for the games yeah. I've played. And it doesn't well, even it... have to. Go ahead, Sorry. Rick. Uh, I was going to say, it doesn't even have to be like tactics, you know, like Sarastro does these great painting videos. Why not just post some of those to the site? Like, Well, not only that, um, but like he was contracted to do those videos by Fantasy Flight. But you can't even find them on their website unless you like go dig it on the forums. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a shame because they're great painting videos. They're excellent. Like, I yeah. love his videos. I, I yeah. for the for the like 3 months up until Legion was released, I'm pretty sure he like released them in advance. I would just like have them on repeat like in the background at work because I was just like I needed like some sort of something to like hold me over until the I got my core set. I don't know. Well, you know what I think f- just from a marketing perspective, the problem is is that from fantasy flights angle right like they're trying to push product they've got however many product lines that they need to push you know releases every month or every couple weeks and so i think like their main page with like all the stuff that they got going on is just becoming too much and so i i almost wondered like if legion needs its own not even a subset of fantasy flights page but like its own website entirely 
Well, somebody, and forgive me, whoever you are, because I am forgetting your name right now. Somebody posted on Facebook. It was like a um, conglomeration of like Legion videos and articles um, in like on kind of like a ticker. And that's like all the website was. And it was really, really awesome. Oh, yeah. It was it was that HoloLens, right? Yeah, Lumberjack. Yeah, Legion. Legion Holonet, yeah, like Orc was saying, Lumberjack Nick is the guy that runs that. Yeah, yeah, um, and like that is something this community, I think, really needs. I think there's a lot of people in a lot of different places, like talking about the game, and it's fantastic. But like, I, in a perfect world, like Fantasy Flight would like centralize that, I think, a little bit. Um, but I think in the absence of that stuff, like the Holonet. Um, is really great and i think that over the next year um like we should really kind of like dive into getting into that the discord has also been great for doing that and kind of centralizing a location where like all these different subgroups that are talking about the game can kind of just hop in i almost wonder if it's better that we as the community do that ourselves because then we're not beholden you know, because because Fantasy Flight, if they were to do something like that, they're beholden to uh, the dollars and what's, you know, making money at the end of the year. And and I don't know that that stuff's necessarily going to make them enough money to sh- to show any, you know, to put like real time against that. So I think and if they do, then they need to somehow make money from it. You know what I mean? So I most wonder if it's better that we as a community do it ourselves and then therefore uh, you know, it's free and and open, and everybody gets a chance to have their stuff uh, seen. I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's like pretty minimal cost to like hiring one person to like just manage community outreach. Like that's really all they need. It's just like one person doing it. I think would probably be enough. You know, it's rough. Yeah, but I guess you could argue you would need one person for every product line, though, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. If I don't know their financials, but I would be very surprised if there wasn't room in the budget for, like, a, you know, to pay somebody $70,000 a year and just be like, hey, be our community outreach manager for, like, Legion and Armada. And, like, they could, they could do the same thing for X-Wing might need their own community outreach manager. I don't know. But, like, and the other thing is they only have, like, five or six um, licenses that that would really be necessary for. You know, it's rough because I feel like the developers of the games are the ones that kind of expect to do that. So back when X-Wing, like, Wave uh, 7 or 6 or 7 came out when a ship was just, I think it was a Jumpmaster, kind of broke the game. Everyone was crying to high hell about it. And it turns out there's, like, four people at the time who work on all miniature games that they had. Uh, now they're up to 10. Uh, and so when you go to Nova or something and uh, you see Alex Davy there, um, that's like it, I guess, right? Like that's their community outreach guy is the guy who made the game. Or you watch like uh, team covenant videos and they have uh, Alex Davy is there teaching the game to people, right? It's, it's really too bad. Cause yeah. I totally agree with you that they could use this like a, a dude who goes out, writes articles for each of these different things, or just gets the community involved. Uh, Cause I feel like they throw a lot of, uh, a lot of weight on the guys who are trying to a make the game, balance the game, talk to the community, answer emails. Like uh, they've got a lot of lines out, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I was sort of surprised to see Davey at Nova at all, frankly. Um, he he and, like, three other guys were there, I think, um, teaching Legion at uh, at their kind of, like, demo um, tables. They are like, the three-foot-by-three-foot ones you saw in the previews. Um, but, like, I don't know. All right, so, uh, Endless, how about you? What are you looking forward to... For change for 2019 i would personally like to see a little bit more um engagement on the electronic side of things i think that streaming live events is definitely something worth ffg's investment um i know that i've had you know a, a moderate amount of success so far just streaming online legion games and i know obviously that streaming the real life thing is so much more difficult and you know li- live events are are a pain in the butt but I really would like to see a lot more engagement on that end and um, just really, really pushing that sort of thing. Because I think there's a lot of, I think, you know, I think tabletop gaming has a lot to offer just in terms of gaming in general, because it promotes like more face-to-face, more generally positive interactions. And our community, the tabletop community self-polices a lot more um, strictly and, a lot more effectively than the online community does. Uh, when, I, when I say online, I mean like video games, not like tabletop games. And so I think I think there's a, a niche there that could be, you know, looked into and invested in. And I really also want to see like um, FFGs to step their game up, just like in terms of overlays and in terms of um, investment, because we saw some like community stuff, especially like Australian nationals for X-Wing. Like they had folks with you know, really cool overlays and like just tight streams, good commentary. And um, that's something that I've found a little bit lacking recently when I watch FFG's online content. You know, I want to be able to tune in from afar because I, you know, just like we were talking about with Maximum Firepower is we can't really travel all over the country all the time. You know, none of us, you know, none of us are being paid to do that. We all pay out of pocket generally to go to these events. So, you know, it's nice to be able to connect to the to the space from afar, even if they had to do some sort of online ticket system like Blizzard does when they do BlizzCons to make it like, you know, break even or whatever. I'd rather the online ticket than have them run ads, of course. But um, I just would like to see them step that up a little bit further. The overlays just look outdated. The commentary bores me to death. So I'd really like something a little more creative, a little more energetic from their end. Yeah. And for them to reach out to community members too and say, hey, you community person who we recognize as someone who's a, who's a face, come be a face for us because right. we'd like you to, we'd like your expertise. You know, we recognize you. That'd be nice. Yeah. I, uh, Wizards of the Coast. I, I mean, they're not, haven't been fantastic about it, but they have been kind of, changing into that kind of mindset i think the past five years or so with you know their casting of like magic grand prix and stuff like that and it's become a, a world it's made a world of difference as to like the quality of their content i love watching magic grand prix you know they, they i i'm not a big magic player myself i played like way back in the 90s and didn't like follow through to much to my chagrin because <laughs> i used to play when the game you know nowadays the i remember the betas the beta boosters i used to open are now some 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 ungodly amount of money oh, yeah. to purchase so i wish i'd stuck with it or at least saved a couple 
Um, but you know, I don't follow magic that closely, but one thing that mag the magic streamers do is they make a very good job. They do a very good job of making people who are not in the know understand what's happening on the screen. And that's something that, that I think we should really focus on and something that the technology could be useful for, you know, flashing the unit cards on the screen, flashing yeah. little blurbs that say courage is this or red dice do this or the difference between a red dice and a white dice, you know, things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think I think there's a bunch that they could do there as well. I would agree with that. It just takes a team of people sometimes to make it all happen, like with the smoothness of a live show that you'd expect, like, you know, that has like good production, you know, and that's the struggle is that we have to you know, getting people to do that or finding ways to automate to not have to get people. Is, I yeah, think, and the struggle. I, yeah. And you're going to need an expertise level too, you know, for some of that stuff that may be a little bit higher than you know, some of the staff that they may or may not have. Yep. And All right. Evan, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Orc. I was just going to say, like, we haven't really seen them do a lot of Legion streaming, partly because the game is so new. But it sounds like they are going to stream, you know, at a minimum, the top tables at Adepticon and um, and obviously Worlds. So we'll, I'll be curious to see, like, what their production quality is like for that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Evan, you're up. What are you you looking for? Anything uh, in particular for 2019, my friend? Uh, just more events, uh, like they mentioned before. Um, I like to see because X-wing's OP is kind of insane right now. Uh, just they changed all the wording around, and no one really knows what's going on. But I'd like to see like monthly kits for a Legion instead of these weird like half yearly, quarterly ones. Uh, so, like, I never really know what's going on with the Legion, like, OP structure. Um, I'd also like to see people start the leagues up, like, their official leagues they do. Uh, with, a, like, the custom missions sound pretty cool. I don't know if any of you guys have done those. I haven't, mainly because <laughs> it feels like nobody really runs them. I, I don't know. Um, that, that's been my experience, that for the most part, they aren't actively run yeah it's weird if you read the kits they just tell you to give out prizes from the like the store kit for it uh but having custom prizes for that might incentivize i'm not talking like metal coins but even like an alt art trooper or something right like uh just something i'd like to see those go um you know you guys are talking about streaming uh you should check out uh gold squadron or vtv tv i think it's called uh, they do what you want just for X-Wing. Uh, so they're a good model. But, like, I'd love to see uh, just more more stuff. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be product, but just more events, more local stuff, store championships, like you were talking about. Uh, just, I want to look at my calendar and be frustrated that there's so many Legion events going on uh, instead of frustrated that there's one uh, every two months. Uh, and I have to go three states away to get to it uh, is kind of a bummer. I, I love traveling for these games, uh, but I'd like it to be closer to home. And I think if they did that, uh, even little baby steps, it just gets the hype up. Uh, I just want to be like, I'm excited for Legion, but I want that excitement to pass around to everybody else, right? Yeah, I can dig that. Yeah, and I guess I would say, you know, for me, kind of in line with that is I don't know if I have the answer but 
how do we from FFG to the to our local gaming store to us in the community, how do we motivate people? Because I mean, this has been selling like crazy, right? Like the stores always seem to be sold out and everything seems to be going well. How do we translate that into players and in, you know, into these events? I have an idea that we can we can share. I can share it with y'all, but um, I think one of the bigger challenges that Legion might have as a game because of its newness is that store owners might know that it exists and sell it and, and are able to get it going off the shelf. They may not be into the game. And so I think communities need a champion that is not the store owner to actually like be the person that works with the store owner directly and like try to find a store owner who's willing to let you be that person for them. You know, someone who's willing to let you go behind the till and run the software and do all that sort of thing and actually have access to the quarterly kits and do the prize distribution yourself because they may not know how to do the OP prize distribution. And that's another problem that we have with these um, quarterly kits is because they're supposed to be for three months of tournament play. You're not supposed to give everything out at once. And, and they have a guide in there, but not everybody reads the guide. <laughs> they just give stuff out willy nilly. So you need someone who's actually like invested in the game to be the the guide for the community and for that store's community. So that's one one solution, one idea in part of what you're saying, Jay. I think that could be explored more. I think that that's that's not like a solution that we should like look into. That that's like just the that is like the solution for store tournaments for just like store involvement overall. Like if you don't have a guy. You're, it's not going to work. Like your store is not going to take it off. Like we're kind of blessed in Nova that we have like, you know, somewhere between five and ten of those guys. Um, but if your store doesn't have a champion, it should be you. Like otherwise, you're not going to grow. It's just it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, and I to add to that, I would say if you're going to be that person, because this is this is something that's been bothering me lately, and and I don't know if this is why we're not getting the kind of turnout that we're getting at these events locally, but is that it seems like the dollar amount to get into a store event, the time you spend at the store event, and then the prizes that you get just don't seem to equal out right now. What do you mean? And I think, well. I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys for a local store? What are you guys paying to get to get in? So, uh, Five dollars. Yeah, we're, we're in the same boat. So my local store is fantastic, um, but essentially what they do is it's it's like five or ten. Or is it ten dollars for Huzzah? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's ten bucks. Okay, so it's it's ten dollars. They've got the <clears throat> they've got the normal FFG prize kit. They hand out uh, gift certificates to the top three players, and they also um, have a like uh, kind of door raffle on uh, the pre like pre-made terrain boxes from Gale Force Nine, and they hand out like four or five of those. Um, and like last time, last time I went, I got like all of the stuff out of the prize kit. I got a Gale Force Nine um, like bunker, and then I got uh, forty dollars for winning, a forty dollars gift certificate for winning. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is, so ours is all over the place. Like some places it's 10 bucks to get in and it's just a store kit. Some places it's 10 bucks to get in and it's the store kit plus um, 
uh, gift cards, but that's, that's about it. And so I don't know, you know, that's just up here. I don't know what the rest of the world looks like, but I wonder if there's a way to, from the community standpoint to like organize and say, Hey guys, this, this is the expectation of the community and then go to your local store and be like, Hey, you, you know, maybe you're not doing this exactly the way that the community has been doing it in order to generate people to, to come to these events. I, I think that's a tough ask of store owners. I think, um, they're probably not making money on the tournament as it is. I would I would say you're right directly, but I would I would argue the fact that if you have twelve people in there, I, you could almost guarantee you're going to make sixty to seventy bucks on on different merchandise stuff, whether it's drinks or snacks or uh, somebody buying a Legion, you know, unit or you know all this other stuff. So I would I would argue that you make you would make some of the money up. Maybe I, I don't know. I just like um, for instance, like it like mad like in comparison like stores that hold magic tournaments like they make money off them to some degree like if you if you hold like a magic booster draft like it's buy a 15 dollars buy-in for everybody they get three booster packs but those are coming out of your budget at cost right and you have to pay like one dude to be there for like three hours um like they're 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 making money on those i i think the answer to maybe the specific question you're, we're asking about like prize support and stuff is that if you want to make those asks it's possible that like the entry fee should just be raised. Yeah, maybe. All right. Oh, hang on, guys. I got somebody, something special is about to happen. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> and Happy New Year. That was it. <laughs> was that Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. Santa, Santa stopped by to say hi. Oh my goodness. I don't understand why he doesn't sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, you know, we were playing around me and Santa with a couple different, you know, things and what he wanted to do. And he just went classic. He just, he decided to go classic, classic Santa on this one. <laughs> He's a classic guy, that Santa Claus. Yeah, he is. Um, all right. Guys, rebels. I hope he brings <laughs> me some Legion stuff. Yeah. I hope he brings me more Legion stuff. Well, nice. I asked ahead of time for everybody, and apparently everyone but Dash is getting Legion stuff this year. So I, congratulations. I'm, I'm actually kind of fine with that. I have more unopened boxes of Legion stuff than I know what to do with right now. I knew it. I knew Santa played Rebel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sure does. Uh, yeah. All right. So the next thing I think we could talk about. And uh, I think this would be fun is kind of speculating a little bit. Um, and, you know, Orc, I'll go back to what you're saying about like the T47, like, how can that be better? You know, what could they do to fix fix the T47? What, what would we like to see? And so, like, I'm going to open it up with the airspeeders because and we've literally, I think, Orc, well, you, were, you were on our podcast months ago, right? When we did that interview with you before you guys started Notorious Scoundrels and we were talking about it then, and I'm like, there's got to be a way that this is going to be good, because why would they even include it in in this, right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And so one of the things um, I was talking to somebody on the Discord channel about was, what if they did, like, uh, like a, a, a droid, like, almost like R2-D2 that sits on the ship, and that could, like, repair or do other stuff, uh, I guess, 
kind of like X-Wing, right? Where it like gives the T-47 some other bonuses or like can repair it or stuff like that. What would you guys think of that? I think that'd be neat. Um, I think it'd be, you know, you'd need to figure out which upgrade slot to put it in. Like right now, clearly the hard point upgrades for the T-47 are, are just not good. Yeah. Um, anything where you're trying to fire out your, your butt is uh, just, you know, it's difficult to set up. Um, so I think if you could like use other things for that hard point slot, like a repair droid, I think that would be helpful. Um, I think it's easy to overthink it too. I, I mean, it just straight up needs a points drop. Like, I don't know. Um, you could give it cover too. You could give it some fun hard point upgrades. Um, but it's just, even if you make it like more survivable, it just, it just doesn't do enough for its cost. Um, there was a great Invader League game where uh, um, Thomas, um, one of the players, famously ran two T-47s, and he had what you would consider like an ideal matchup, basically. It was another Rebel who had no impact whatsoever. Um, and he was, like, the T-47s were killing stuff, but because of how expensive they are, the rest of his list just didn't have enough, like, meat in it to contest the objectives. And he still lost, even though the T-47s were racking up kills and didn't have any serious threats. Um, they're just too expensive. Yeah, if he'd had one more trooper unit, he would have, he would have won because it was breakthrough, if I recall. Right. And geez, if those T-47s were 30 points cheaper apiece, he might have had at least one. Yeah, he might have had one unit, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, so uh, Endless, why don't you give us some something that uh, I guess you'd like to see something you'd like to see fixed in the game itself not you know i'm not talking community stuff now but actually in the game okay well i have thoughts on i have two thoughts on this subject one is on the airspeeder uh clearly there's a room to grow with the pilot slots so you know give us more give us more t47 pilots give us hobby give us dac for the the rear hard point as like a gunner and i mean i of course you'd have to like you know, do some sort of errata to make that happen. But like, give us those characters from, from, um, you know, Empire Strikes Back that would actually make the T-47 effective. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Like the T-47 as a chassis was not the best. Like it, these are like old, old speeders relative to, I think the actual era that it was in. And it was really up to the skills of the pilots to make them functional. I mean, let's be clear here. Like, uh, your terrorists fighting against a, you know, the equivalent of like, I don't know. It's not even the equivalent of like an M1 Abrams with like, like what, what do you, what do you bring to that fight? If you don't have heavy weaponry, like it didn't, the chassis didn't matter. Well, the, yeah, the skills of the pilots uh, mattered more. Yeah. Rebellions are the built skills on of our, the skills of our soundboard guy mattered more apparently. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get know. the like soundboard stuff going. I know, man. Like, where, when is that going to happen? Okay. The, the, um, the conversation's just been so entrancing. I I forgot I even had a soundboard. There you go. Of course, yeah. Of course, he picks my segment to that to start it. Of course, hey, you know. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get no respect. All right. Or or maybe you do get the respect, and that's. The- Maybe I do. Maybe maybe he thought I was special and like that was his. I thought Christmas. it was a funny like, joke. His little know. Christmas gift to me. And anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So obviously the T forty seven needs needs a lot of help. And um, but in terms of like what I what I want to see for the game, 
in general, I, I know something I don't want to see, and that is, I don't want to see the um, power curve increase too much. I mean, obviously, power curve is a problem in every single game, and you have to give people a reason to buy new units. That's just that's just the truth. Okay. I don't agree but, with that, but continue. Okay, I know that's some people are gonna disagree with me on that that statement, but it's a little bit true. Like if you. And I heard it for I heard it first from the people at my store. It's like, why would I buy this? It's not good, better than anything I have currently. Why would I buy this? They really, that's really the logic. Um, so, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'd really like not to see the um, action cheating take really take off. We have action cheating already. When I say you know every unit gets two actions, right? And the, all all the units that break those rules are the best units currently. Royal Guards break that rule. Snowtroopers break that rule. Um, units that can take Hunter break that rule. I'm waiting for you um, to name there's a lot of unit. Continue. Well, Commandos break that rule. Uh, which which Rebel unit breaks that rule right Luke now? Is Skywalker that Luke? Alone, Luke the Skywalker best breaks unit in the that game rule. That the best unit in the game. <laughs> well, well, Luke Luke's got his own problems, <laughs> and you know I'm you know I'm biased so. Anyway, is, he's got some real problems with Luke. <laughs> I, have, I have lots of problems with Luke, man. I have problems with Luke rolling saves, not rolling saves, I should say. Was he like the bully that beat you up in school? And not, no, he's, he's the best his, uh, in the game. His red dice were the bullies. That's who they. That's what they were. <laughs> you know, it's like we have a we have a flock of seagulls. We have a, a failure of saves is what we call a, a group of red dice. Um, uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, so I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see action cheating go crazy. I don't want to see token passing go crazy. So th those are the two things I don't want to see. Because I like the game as it currently exists, where there's a lot more, like, planning involved, rather than I have the best combination of units possible. You know what I mean? And, like, you, you kind of do that already with, like, activations and, like, how you plan your activations. But I don't want it to be, like... You know, I have this and two of these, and together they destroy everything that's thrown at them. I don't want that to happen. And those two things that destroy everything happen to be the latest release. Kind of like the Jumpmaster. Yeah. All right, Evan, what about you? What do you want to see uh, kind of affected in the game? No, I agree with what uh, uh, with last topic was about, you know, you don't want to see the power curve to grow too much, and but every time you see like a new unit, like what what scared me was they're like, oh, Jin can take a different gun. And I'm like, well, why couldn't anybody else take a different weapon until now? And these new units have that. And it's kind of a reoccurring thing in Fantasy Flight games where you'll see uh, like I my only reference is X-Wing really where one ship that should have been able to do like a Talon roll can't, but another ship can or another ship can take an upgrade. It has reload, but another ship doesn't because it was made before that upgrade came out kind of thing. Um, I was kind of surprised they didn't start this with the app uh, like they're doing with X-Wing where they can kind of adjust things on the fly if things get a little crazy. Uh, but maybe that's uh, this already been accounted for. Um, what I'd like to see is an app come out for Legion uh, where they can adjust points and uh, like slot abilities. Because uh, I think that's a really great uh, add-on to X-Wing. I'd really like to see in Legion. But uh, the most thing I want to see is to everyone, just have a good time and enjoy the game. <laughs> Especially you, Jay. I, hey, I am. That's me, Mr. Enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs>
Wow. Wow. Uh, I would I would like to tack on to this like power creep situation. Um I think that you're gonna find I think we're gonna find overall that the force organization chart um makes that much less of a thing than in games like X Wing or Armada. Um or I don't play Imperial Assault, but I imagine Imperial Assault is similar to those games. Um, the fact that you have to take core units and you have to take a commander, I think, um, is kind of a self-check on the power creep portion to some extent. I also think, you know, I mean, it's minimum three core, right? But like most competitive lists have five or even six core units in them. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like that core units are actually not only obligatory but also efficient. Like you, you know, you want to take core units because they're good. Yeah, and I, I love that about Legion as compared to other miniatures games. And like all this like cool fancy stuff we're seeing is like being tacked onto slots that are limited and valuable. Like we've got you know once like Pathfinders come out, you know we've all of a sudden got Commandos, Wookies, and Pathfinders all competing for three slots. Like, like that's that's very limiting in in what you can what you can do with that and, and like how like, like what you can put in your list that is potentially power curvy and destructive um, I think that I think that the force organization chart for the most part is going to be a self self-correct a lot of the issues that the other games have like an x-wing you can just take whatever pilots you want there's no like you have to take you know, Luke, because he's the commander of Rogue Squadron, and then you can take like three other pilots. It's just take whatever is the best. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay, Orc, what about you? What do you want to see? Um, I would love to see um, like some objectives that some more objectives that vehicles can participate in. I think that'll help a little bit. I don't, I don't think anything can help the T-47, but... Um... <laughs> How can you say that? You know, We're right talking now, about like, three things today that can help the T-47. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there, so there's, what, five objective cards and two of them vehicles can participate in? Uh, key positions being one that is even somewhat difficult except for ATRTs. Uh, mm. But, I, you know, Breakthrough is obviously a decent one for vehicles, but it would be nice to see like some more objectives that uh, tailor or at least allow vehicles to participate a little bit more and in general i think it'll be fun to you know that it seems like priority supplies set a precedent and we'll we'll probably get you know if if tailoring a battle deck is a thing which it's it, they're clearly making it a thing because you can only take 12 cards and blue player gets to use their cards um i can see like them releasing more of those and i think that'll be fun to see what those are well, let me ask this, not to go off on a tangent here. What do you think the purpose was of having the ATST and the speeders in there just to be cool? Or do you think that there's some long-term goal or something in there that they're going to be useful for? Um, I mean, I think they intended them to be... First of all, I think the ATST is viable. Uh, and I, I think that they intended them to be that way. I think they just missed a little bit on the T-47. Um, I suspect part of it is, I, I don't know how they do their costing, but um, you have some keywords on the T-47 specifically that are redundant or not used, like Arsenal and Cover 1. 
so it, again i don't like i don't know specifically how this works but if they're like say arsenal two is worth 20 points and cover one is worth 10 points or whatever you know that's like 30 points that you're basically paying for and not using on a team 47 yeah um so i don't know that like there's some future thing that we haven't seen yet that makes it work i think they just honestly kind of messed it up um which look like legion is an extremely i feel like at the moment an extremely balanced game in general um and i think that's kind of just the one exception and if we just if we get one dead like in the first year of the release uh i guess exhaust weapons count too but like for the most part um you know it's always also generally better to have units that are less viable than other choices than to have like units that are clearly overpowered that everyone abuses so um i'd rather have it be that direction than the other but um you know i, I think they generally did a great job balancing stuff they just messed up a little bit on the t47 to, to add to that i think that it's okay to have a bad unit it's okay to have a bad card like is it a, is it a feel bad that the only rubble heavy right now is not great sure but like you know it seems pretty clear from their release schedule so far that like we're going to be getting like units monthly for this game and not all of them are going to be Luke Skywalker with Son of Skywalker like you know they're they're going to be cards that are probably not going to be great and that's okay yeah, and I guess I get that, right? And I'm with you there. I think I think the reason it's so stark and it's such it stands out so much is like Orc said, the rest of the game is so balanced. I th- and it's like the the one thing that doesn't make any sense. I, I think we sort of got lucky with that in that like the game is balanced, but we also like don't have a ton of units. We've only got two factions. Like once you're balancing like four factions and like let's assume that they go with like Evans thing and like build first order and resistance too now you've got six factions i mean i know that a lot of people play warhammer in 40k but that game's not balanced i mean they they try but like it's it's impossible you can't make a game with you know six plus factions or in warhammer's case like 20 factions balanced like you can try to hit the mark but you're gonna miss to some degree yeah it is a little bit inevitable um you know like in 40k you said like there's there's hundreds of units that are not competitive but they also have hundreds of units <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh, we're, we'll get yeah, there someday I, I don't know if we'll get there necessarily or even if it's a good thing to get to hundreds but um it seems to be going in a, in a good direction so far so i hope let me i hope we get there someday i hope that legion stomps 40k right out the ballpark it's so much a better game. I played 40k for the first time like a week and a half ago. Uh, not for the first time, but for the first time it sounds like 8th edition. And man, oh man. I love the mechanics. I love Legion. <laughs> yeah, the mechanics are so much better, no question. And, and, well, and it's got. It, Go in 8th edition, you can apparently charge with your tanks. Uh, like, I don't know. It's weird. There's just like so many, so many things. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and I, I think uh I think, you know, Legion has all the ingredients, right? Like it's Star Wars, which everybody loves. It's it's got great mechanics. 
and the models are super cool and there isn't a billion of them in your army so you're not spending an entire year painting your army to get get you ready for an event yeah i i would like to see like a fantasy flight dabble in the idea of like a custom upgrade sprue like like we're going to re-release rebel troopers but um this box has like you can build your guys sort of like GW stuff. I don't, I kind of doubt we're going to get that, but that's on my wish list for sure. Yeah. It drives me crazy that all my rebel troopers are exactly the same poses as all my other rebel troopers and everybody else's rebel troopers. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it makes it easier for painting though. You don't really have to think about it. You're just like, Oh yeah, I've seen you before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here you go. This is what you're going to look like. <laughs> it also makes it like really hard to get motivated to do that though because agreed. You're, you're just it's just a factory. You're like, "Oh, here's this guy again. I'm going to, you know, like it, if they're customizable, everything is like a different inspiring piece, but yeah. I, yeah, I guess I see the opposite of that, man. I I'm I I'm going to disagree with you. For and this is a personal thing, right? I think this comes down to personal like for me, like I've I played fantasy, uh Warhammer fantasy, and it was like it felt daunting and overwhelming when each one is so complex and complicated to paint and it's just like i don't have time for this but when they're all kind of the same like i can slap paint together way quicker and get units actual that are table ready 10 times faster because they're not as complex and different yeah i see that i mean clearly it's an accessibility choice the way that they chose to design the units which i get um particularly because a lot of the people that are playing this game are are very much new to miniatures games but like i grew up you know the reason i was attracted to 40k was first and foremost because of the hobby aspect like i loved that i could make my own custom little plastic army men and paint them how i wanted um and pose them how i wanted so i definitely get the accessibility thing and i i think that's probably going to continue to be the way it is and for me it's fine because the game itself is so amazing but in like In like my ideal, uh, you know, utopia of miniatures games, it would be basically like the Legion rules with like 40k style miniatures. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right. So Dash, I know you talked a little bit in there. Was there anything uh, that you wanted to add about anything you want to see changed or did do you feel like you covered what it? Do I want to see changed. Um, you know, I, I think I think we covered most of the bases for the most part. Um I think that, uh, that what I would really like to see is um, them release less um, like corps and spec ops and support and heavies and focus on commander releases. Um, because I think that that's really how you define armies in this game. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, to make to continue the Warhammer reference, I, I sort of view each commander as like kind of a different codex, um, just because their command guards bring mm-hmm. things that are so much different to the table. Uh, yeah, so, for sure. Uh, if there's anything, I guess I would change for 2019. It would be, you know, maybe speed up the release of and the volume of the number of commanders that are available. All right, that's fair. 
I like it. All right, boys. Well, I think we're wrapping up. Does anybody have any other uh, Christmas? Here, let me play this. Any other Christmas magic you'd like to impart on our dear, dear viewers or listeners? Wookies are love. Wookies are life. Celebrate life day. Get you some Wookies and stand them up nice. I'm super looking forward to Wookies. Yeah, I just want to do that in the middle of a game. Yep. Same here. It will happen multiple times. As long as you do it well, that that was at least that was a that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're Appreciate welcome. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh? Advice? I don't know. I think most of the galaxy right now is rebel scum. Um, so I don't I don't know how like Compnor feels about Christmas. So, dude, this guy's like General Hux. Literally, everyone is rebel scum, and there's rebel scum peering around every corner. I mean, there sort of is. I see Luke Skywalker everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess Merry Christmas, you filthy Jedi rebel. That's actually what it says on my shirt that I'm wearing right now. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I. I guess that wraps it up for the holiday special here. Um, I just really quick, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for doing Notorious Scoundrels. Um, I've been loving listening to it and and working with you guys. I think it's been great. And uh, this has been a great, great start for Legion for us in this year. And I'm really excited about what you guys are going to bring to the table next year. Thank you. I mean, frankly, this wouldn't be possible without you. I, I can't sing your praises enough on that. Um, I know that we give you a lot of shit all the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Yeah, I second that like, motion. We, we really appreciate like, you, Jay. Like, the, this guy is, he is the powerhouse that, that, you know, has given us this kind of, like, ability to just come on here and chat. And uh, that's been wonderful. So... Please, please make sure that you support him in the coming year and everything, because like he's a stalwart community member. Hey, you're still doing the giveaway, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, plug well, it. I'm plug it. I'm trying to think. So I. <laughs> so here's something funny that I just thought of. Uh, we kind of just went into this whole Christmas special. Uh, this is airing on both of our podcasts. So if you <laughs> if you listen to both of them. You're listening to the same thing twice, just in case. I'm going to be honest. You're wondering if, fig- if if it's taken them an hour and five minutes to f- to figure that out. <laughs> Actually, I guess it would be like two hours and ten minutes because they'd, yeah. they'd have to listen yeah. to both. And, and yeah, so um, I realized the ridiculousness in that <laughs> conversation, but I felt like it needed to be said at some point in the podcast. We probably should have said it at the beginning, it- right? It's going to be Anakin and Obi-Wan in the Ray Shield. Come on, we're smarter than this. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm going to be smart, and I'll, I'll go back, and I'll add something. But, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the kind words, number one. And uh, Number two, yeah, so by the time you listen to this, this will be the day after Christmas, and we will still have one more giveaway, uh, the core set. So I highly recommend signing up for that. You, I'm not asking for anything. We're, we are not asking for anything, just go put in your name and we're going to, we're going to mail it out to you. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool. 
I, I hope Hercules Rockefeller wins that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is, but um, hmm, I wonder who that could be. Yikes. I have no idea myself. Yikes. Oh, you guys. <laughs> They've been trying to win this gosh darn giveaway for everyone. Jay, Jay says that we are not allowed to enter, apparently. So And and they keep changing their names. <laughs> it's it still hasn't worked. <laughs> what that's a real that's a real person. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I did see the the Facebook page that was created for that. Yeah, it was it was good work, guys. Good work. Long lost twin brother. I do, have, I do have a twin brother, but his name is not Hercules. Oh my god! He also he also is on a podcast and has a blog. It's 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 odd the similarities. Yeah. Um. But all right, guys. Uh. Just so one other thing to wrap up for everyone that's listening to us. I know I speak for myself and for the scoundrels. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us and listening to us talk about plastic toys and fake battles and just being there and, and enjoying and I don't know, just supporting us. It's been wonderful. We love that you love our fakery. Fakery. I'm sorry. These battles aren't real. What? <laughs> you were pretty intense during, during that. Yeah. I, <laughs> Come on. When, when I, if you play me, if I sit down across or stand up across the table from you, you better be prepared. <laughs> Shit is about my to daughter picks up. She, my daughter picked up one of my uh, my fleet troopers the other day. I'm like, honey, you can't play with that. That's not a toy. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Not for oh, you. Well. Oh well, guys. <laughs> Listen, somebody somewhere is gonna love us someday. We'll get there. <laughs> We love you, Jay. <laughs> Thanks. I love you guys, too. All right. And with that, we're going to cue the music. And happy holidays to you and your family from the Fifth Trooper Network. That's the Notorious Scoundrels and the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the new year. <laughs>